I'm Autumn Rains. I'm a singer-songwriter and mentor from Australia. I do mentor artists as well. I guess like for me, the reason why I wanted to do this is you know, being an empath has been such a critical thing in my life. Mm. And if I didn't go through the difficulties that I did as a, a younger adult and, you know, up until I found out, I wouldn't have been able to uncover the gift that it holds. And mm-hmm. so I recently have connected with a lot of empaths and I feel that, you know, it, it reminds me so much of myself when I was younger and where I was at. And I just see that you know, maybe I could be of service and, and support them because when you do get on the other side, it can be so beautiful, you know, and so rewarding. And yeah. for a lot of my life, I had this narrative that there was something wrong. There was something wrong with me and I was not normal and, you know, I, I didn't fit in and why didn't I fit in? And now I'm just starting to appreciate that I don't fit in for a reason. It's kind of like my purpose. I, I hope that this supports others out there, other empaths, particularly that are creatives as well, because I know a lot of creatives are empaths because they make music and, you know, feel really intensely and they a lot of them don't know that they are, in fact, empaths. And so if they can channel that, I, I want to be able to be that support to to bring that out even further. Yes. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So hello, I'm Anna Lee and I am a energy and sound healer. I am also a mentor and guide for sensitive souls and empaths. And I'm also a singer, songwriter and creative. I really feel like this was an inner pull for me to do this. And it just seemed like the next space for me to grow and also be of service because it's always in anything that I do, I feel like it's been deeply ingrained within me that whatever I do can help others. So definitely on the same lines with you in the sense that I really want this to be a source of support and insight and perspective and inspiration, hopefully, because I really wanted to really peel back. I feel like it's like peeling back the illusion of, you know, what being an empath is and how it can be a superpower. Because I think a lot of people, whether they know it or not, find emotions really hard to deal with. We're not a society that is built with the understanding of how emotions work and a lot of us tend to avoid them. And it was only when I could allow myself permission to fully feel the emotions that would come into my field and arise within me that I started to open up more fully because obviously when you're closed, you know, nothing can get in and nothing can get out. And so I really see the beauty in being able to open yourself up to yourself, to feel, to allow that energy to flow. And in that, I've been able to to discover that I am actually very creative (laughs) and the gift of allowing myself to feel these things because these beautiful expressions of who I am then come out of me and with little effort (laughs) 
and just a organic, yeah, an organic beauty. And I really want people to receive that gift and uncover that gift for themselves. I love that. So I guess like from my perspective, obviously I'm coming from the artist perspective who, Mm. you know, over the last few years, I'm, you know, learning more about my spirituality and my journey. And I guess, you know, leading into that, So I guess that's where my perspective is. And I feel for yourself, your expertise have kind of been (laughs) the other way way around. I I feel like we came together at a time that we needed each other. I feel like it was, that's why I felt like so, it was so divine because I was diving deep. Like I dive deep into my spirituality and learning about my gifts as an empath. And then, you know, coming up to this crossroads of like, oh, wow, I actually am creative. How do I express this in the world? I feel like there are a lot of people who may be on the spiritual path that have creative inclinations, but aren't really sure how to express them. And I think having your insight as an artist and then moving into learning and how it supported your artistry and for me vice versa how my spirituality has supported my creativity I feel like we have a holistic view (laughs) let's say of like you know different vantage points I guess Mm. and perspectives and insights based on our own experiences I feel like that's what we want to share is our own experience. And this is kind of like going on a journey with us, exploring the ins and the outs of being an empath, a creative empath, really. Where do we start? Like, (laughs) here we are. (laughs) Here we are. So I guess this came about because we became friends. (laughs) We did. Two or so years ago. Yes. It feels like more than that, though. It feels like forever. And I guess I was experiencing a time in my life where I needed guidance. And I ended up at the MBS Festival in Melbourne and found myself at your table. So, yeah, so it's it's like divine synchronicity, I feel. Yes. And I had never had a reading from anybody or, you know, a psychic reading or just I'd never had anyone read for me, but I always felt like I had some sort of intuitive gift. And I saw your face and I had just found out or I had found out that I thought I was an empath and someone introduced this to me mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god like I'm meant to see her and your face <laughs> was just so inviting <laughs> and I was like it's just I have to see her and so mm-hmm. I saw you and I guess we really connected and we I think did. I think we we connected that day really well and then there was a period where, I don't know, we had texted and then yeah, I can't remember exactly how, but we ended up getting to... Getting sp- back. Well, I know exactly how. <laughs> yeah, you tell the but, <laughs> but in saying that, I also felt a very strong connection to you when we met and I was like, mm. keep in touch. Mm, like, please right. keep in touch. And then I remember you texting me and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, because <laughs> not many people, when I when I do these festivals, I don't get to see what happens or unfolds for people. Mm. Um, and that in itself, what you just shared, I just want to point out because that is such a strong empath 
trait where you see someone's picture, you can feel the energy emanating from that. Even just a photo, you can, you can tap into feelings and emotions and energies, like just from looking at someone's photo and you have an internal response to that. So sometimes you can look at something and go, Ugh, or you could be like, yes, like yes, totally. <laughs> and so that I really wanted to point that out because that's no, please, like your, thank you. Yeah, your internal guidance system really um, directed you to us then meeting, which was divine synchronicity. And so I think, like you said, there was a period where we sort of weren't in touch. And then, um, because when I read for people, and this is why I love reading for people, is I get to connect with them without all of the masks. Mm. I can see and being an empath, you see through all of those like facades, like you see through all of the, you know, what people think they need to be and you see right at the heart of who they are. And so when I connect with people in that way, it's, it's, I love it because as an empath, it's so hard to get to the root of who someone is because we're all playing this game in yeah. life, trying to be something that we're not um, or what, what, what trying to fit in, in that sense. And on top of that, empaths are overwhelmed a lot of the time massively. <laughs> by their external massively um so we'll get fully into that but yes we will just, we will yeah I guess that's yeah how we got here and then I was going through like a creative process and um really thinking about going into releasing a song like on Spotify Mm. because I just had this like crazy awakening (laughs) of my creative gifts and learning that I could songwrite and wanting to actually bring it into manifestation um, and create it. And the first person that dropped into my head, because I knew that you were on this path of being an artist and, you know, you had already released, I think, some songs on, on Spotify and all the major streaming platforms. And I was like, I need to get in touch with her. Um, And so that's when we reconnected. And I think that's when we really started to help each other, I feel like, through this process in different ways. Definitely. And I just, you know, meeting you, I think, was so pivotal for me in discovering my gift as Mm. an empath and understanding it and just all of it, you know, like you've really been that guide to showing me because I used to think of it as a burden. It is for some people, you know, it really is. And it can feel like that for sure, 100%. And I think both of us navigating that in our own individual journeys Mm. have really started to understand how much it can be a gift um, and how much it actually supports creativity. Definitely. Like I wouldn't be here without it. Oh, me either. Yeah. (laughs) Me either. Me either. Because it's essentially that part of you, you know, it's that true authentic piece of you um, that we want to kind of like suppress. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's how we came about. And last year in December, we decided to just get on. We didn't know why at the time did we? We had no No. idea why we felt the call (laughs) to just kind of get on a call. And I was like, I need to interview you. Like people need to know, you know, 
like people the story. Need to, yeah, people yeah. just need to know how you got from this point because when I met you and mm. to when I reconnected with you and then to now, the growth that you've had as an artist as an and as an individual has been profound to watch, like just to witness you growing and, you know, attracting and manifesting everything that you have put, you know, your intention into, it's been remarkable to watch and I feel... I feel like I wanted people to know, like I wanted people to get an insight, like what did you have to do to do that? Because I think a lot of people feel mm. like they're banging their heads against the wall, not knowing what to do or how to, you yeah. know, approach creative projects or um, because there's a lot that gets in the way, right? hundred percent, hundred percent. I think yeah, like a lot of it was working on being in alignment and yeah. and kind of dealing with my, you know, inner kind of issues and then knowing myself and trusting myself, yeah. you know, obviously long story short here, but um, just kind of being guided and being myself and based essentially. Yeah, <laughs> being myself. definitely, yeah. definitely. So yeah, that call was really strong and I think that really birthed this collaboration because I think from that six months like at and for people who are kind of listening to this now you can check this out because we did do that interview about six is it more than six months though isn't it we did it in December yeah 2020 yeah and it kind of just sat there for a while right and then there was that period where you had just gotten comfortable because the reason we got to that point was that you were going through this process of becoming really comfortable with being on video. Yeah. And then you've just recently filmed uh, a music video. And so it was like perfect timing for us to revisit that and see the growth from the period of when you just got comfortable with doing like an interview (laughs) kind of like thing. And then all of a sudden you've just launched into, well, I'm going to do a music video. (laughs) Yes. You know, so I think that intention that we had, we just really wanted to peel back the layers and really show people like what goes on behind the scenes of creative projects and what, you know, what sort of like barriers can get in the way from you expressing that out in the world and making that a reality. And then when we watched it back, that's when we just were like, oh my God, I think we need to do something. <laughs> yeah, I really just sparked it. It just sparked something further. And then yeah. I guess we sat and we were like, what would we even do? And the idea just kind of came to us in two and hours. It was so easy, right? It was so easy. Like, and the yeah. flow was there. And the alignment, like yeah. what you talked about, I think when you're in alignment with who you really are, things flow a lot. Um, they just happen. They just happen. Like you don't have yeah. to make anything happen. You don't have to force anything. And I think this is really a new way of creating, right? Yeah, definitely. Because there's that old way of like pushing and forcing and trying to do something with these ideas as opposed to this really was an experience for me of it just dropping in my lap yeah. and me going, okay, <laughs> let's do it. That, you know, This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And within, I think we only spoke about that two weeks ago and now we're recording and yes. we're here 
and yeah just the whole process was so effortless and and I and I feel like in my in my soul I'm like this is how it's meant to be and I think like you and I have interacted a lot with a lot of empaths lately like I know so many huge and it just kind of you know the pull was even stronger to be like, well, we need to try and support these people who mm. who need us because it's it's really, really um, lonely when you don't know. Well, isn't that like, okay, so, I mean, the struggles of an empath, mm. you know, like you can feel very isolated in yeah. what you're going through, I think, because you look at the outside world and everybody's just like, they don't look like they're overwhelmed. Like no. they look like they're coping. They're just getting on with life, even though how busy they are or whatever. I just find myself, um, I know in my younger years, I, I struggled so much because I was, I was then feeling like I had to pretend I was okay. All the time. But inside I was like not okay <laughs> at all. And, totally. And there's that classic label of like, people would say to me, oh, you're just so sensitive or I know. why are you so emotional? And then you just shut down and you're like, well, I won't say anything. But that's but you know? that's because that's like essentially someone saying you can't be who you are. Yeah. And because empaths are so sensitive to everything mm. around them, it's like not something that they can help. And I heard this analogy before and it really stuck with me. It's like, telling someone to stop being so sensitive as an empath is like telling somebody who has allergies to stop having allergies. Yeah. Exactly. Like literally. It's, it's like exactly the same. It's the makeup. And there yeah. is a neuro, there is a what is it like um mirror neurons mm. in empaths that are more what is it? More sort of like you're more susceptible to things. Yeah. Like it's yeah. More, it, it actually intensifies oh, um the feelings. My light sensitivity is like insane. <laughs> like if anyone looks at my phone, my brightness is like zero Low. yeah and they're like how do you see this <laughs> and I'm like I can see it but should we maybe get into what an empath is absolutely I think we've touched upon like little yeah. things and I think I we really wanted to make this you know podcast for people who are, are empaths and who are maybe like discovering that they might be or mm. questioning that they might be so some like yeah, did you want to start or did you want me to? <laughs> I'm happy for you to... Oh, for me, okay. Commence. So I'm going to come from my own personal because there's a lot of things on, you know, you can Google empath and there are a lot of definitions about what an empath is. I can only come from my own experience of what it is. But for me, like an empath is someone who is so highly attuned and dialed in to energies and because everything is made of energy we are constantly bathing in energy and so it's someone who is highly sensitive and attuned to energies feelings places environments animals like that we're just very very aware hyper aware of everything around us and that's why it can be really overwhelming especially like if you go into a crowded place it's like walking in and then you're hit with all of this information so energy for us I feel like as empaths is information and it becomes like this stimulation of overloaded 
you know, feelings and emotions that we um, can then take on because we don't know, if we don't know that we're an empath, it can feel like emotional chaos because we don't know why we're feeling certain things in certain places and with certain people or after reading certain things, like we imprint, like we're tuned into the energy that's coming out of something. You know, that's why I was saying when you saw my picture, you could Mm. feel my energy through that photo without me presently being there. (laughs) Yeah. And I almost, I love that definition because it's just, it's just perfectly explained it. And I guess adding on to that, I almost feel like sometimes we're like a magnet And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) it's almost like you just kind of, you know, attract all of that energy and then you just feel it so intensely. It's so deep. So deep, yeah. Yeah. And it can leave you feeling, especially like, again, like I said, like if you don't know that you're an empath and you don't know what's happening to you, it can feel like you are drowning, like drowning in everything everything and you just can't breathe and that's why a lot of empaths have anxiety Mm. and there's a lot of other things with that but I won't go into that topic I think we can expand on that in another episode but it's highly confusing (laughs) it's so Mm. confusing because you can walk into a place and say somebody's had a really bad or shitty day you could walk in happy as soon as you walk in and connect with that person boom you're like sad or angry or frustrated and you don't even know why. There's no reference point whatsoever. And so I think this is why we felt the call to really like speak on our own experiences as well as empaths because it gives people kind of like a reference point, you know, for what may be happening to them. And it then allows you understanding when you can understand, then you're not you're not fully taking everything and soak because we're sponges. We're like, emo- mm-hmm. like we're sponges for that energy. hundred percent. And I think the other reason why we wanted to do this podcast was to help provide some strategies on how to manage on the, you know, daily. It's not something that goes away. You can't, it's no. not. And, and I wouldn't want can't to turn it off. Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't want to turn it off. I wouldn't want to get rid of it because it's a, it's an integral yeah. part of who I am. And it allows me to do the work that I do. And you too, right? And so we've both been able to like see the gifts in using our sensitivity to create and to do what we do here in the world. If by sharing our own experiences, it helps other people come to their own understanding of themselves, I think that in itself is a gift. (laughs) Yes. So maybe we can talk about how we figured out we were empaths? Yeah. Okay. Well, you can go first. Sure. (laughs) So I guess like growing up, as you kind of mentioned before, like I was just constantly overwhelmed by Mm. life, especially as a teenager. And I really remember when I was like 14, 15, like that age for me was just like really, really difficult Mm -hmm. um, and overwhelming, not to say the least, like including being a teenager with you know, adolescence and all of what comes with that, but just like overwhelmed by uh, my environment a lot um, Mm -hmm. impacts me. And there was, you know, challenges within my family home that I felt Mm -hmm. were, I always thought were my fault 
and um, yeah. my mum's kind of, you know, had some difficulties and me as a 15-year-old or 14-year-old didn't realise that I was taking a lot of that on for myself and mm-hmm. I remember just kind of being in my room all the time and thinking like, why do I feel so depressed and why do I feel yeah. so overwhelmed and like, why does um, no, does no one understand me? And why do yes. all my friends seem really happy? And yes, <laughs> right. And like, so resonant. Would, yeah. And I would be like, I'm just maybe something's wrong with me. And um, mm. just this sense of like emotional overwhelm that I felt that I couldn't control, and I was just so chaotic that mm. with no explanation, really. Like, yes, there were things that I could put put it to, but it was over it was a lot of emotion and I know you relate to this a lot I totally do yeah and so like my whole life I kind of went through this feeling always when I went out to shopping centers Mm -hmm. I'd feel so overwhelmed I'd feel so suffocated the lights would just drain me so much Mm. and I I thought oh this just must be normal this must be what everyone feels and this is the norm right this is the norm and um nobody else around me kind of (laughs) you know spoke about this and you know like back then it wasn't really spoke spoken about because no one really knew it as uh, I feel like there's more um awareness of it now but back then there was there was none of that and I just for years and years and um it wasn't until I think I was like 24, 23, maybe. Yeah. yeah, just before I met you, maybe. Or maybe it might have been later, like 25, that someone I worked with, she was like, hey, um, because <laughs> I got on with her really well and she was like 10, 15 years older than me. Yeah. And she was like, hey, do you, have you heard of an empath? And I was like, <laughs> no. And then she's like, look, look this up. And she, <laughs> she got me to do this test, right? Yeah. And it was like 20 questions mm-hmm. and it was like, and we'll link the test in the, in the, in the notes, but it was yes. like, do you um, feel really emotional when you watch sad things? Do you feel yes. overwhelmed when you're around people? Do you yes. like, yeah. <laughs> do you feel sad when you see like, you know, animals being um, hurt and yes. 20, Anyway, I got like 19 out of 20, which was like, <laughs> you're a full-blown fucking empath. <laughs> and so I then, yeah, just kind of went down the path and like I bought all the books that I could find on this. Yeah. And the book was just this book that I'll link it as well. Um was so spot on on like that hypersensitivity and the lighting and the being around others and like mm-hmm. just it just was like, oh my God, like this makes so much sense. And maybe I'm not crazy. (laughs) Yes. I think that's the biggest thing that people, when they find out that they're an empath, there's almost like a permission slip there. Yeah. Like there's a sense of like liberation in the sense yeah. of, oh my God, like I, I I just misunderstood myself. Like I didn't know that this was what I was experiencing until someone puts words to it or someone oh. can direct you into like, hey, just check this out. Like I think just a lot a of look. people, I think a lot of people actually, you. I think you'd be surprised at how many people find out that way. <laughs> Oh, 100%. And like my friend recently has just Mm. found out and she was like, (laughs) she was like, oh my God, like my whole life, she's in her thirties, you know? And she's Mm -hmm. like, I can't believe my whole life I've been Mm -hmm. feeling everyone else's shit, Yeah, you know? And just like, it's just 
there is a liberation and I think like it's that thing what I was saying earlier is there the labels around oh you're just so sensitive and you're so emotional yeah and you it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you yes and that's just it's it's really heartbreaking when people say that to you it hurts a lot yeah, as an empath as well, because <laughs> we're like overly sensitive, <laughs> you know, in the most beautiful way. But yes, those words that people think are jokes can hurt us even more. Totally. Um, because we are already quite, yeah, susceptible to to those like those comments. words. Yeah. Because we don't, and this is the thing about empaths too, is that they don't just receive the words. They receive the energy behind the words. So this, you could be saying something really nice, right? So say a friend was like complimenting you, right, on something, but then behind there was like jealousy or really like annoyed that you got whatever it was that you got or whatever it is, you know, there's an, there's another energy that's behind the words. Like empaths are fucking bullshit detectors. Like they know when something is not matching to Mm -hmm. what someone is saying because they see and read behind the words. And then we often feel like crazy. Are we crazy? Because this is what someone is saying to me, but I'm feeling But I feel different. Yeah. I feel this energy. So Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people struggle with that too. Yeah, and massively because then then your reference point is to always doubt yourself because oh. you're looking externally for those reference points. And I think this is why, like, I'm so passionate about, like, you know, connecting with empaths so that they understand because empaths, empaths live most of their lives looking external, yeah. And and living on the external plane. And because we're so connected to everything, it's very hard to find your sense of self yeah. in that. So I really see when I was able to kind of like come within and find out who am I without all of this stuff <laughs> around me, uh-huh. what's my reference point and how does that feel like to me? And then from that place, then I can interact with the world and 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 not get so overwhelmed with everything that's coming at me. And I think it's so important for people to know how affected they can be by like the most seemingly smallest thing yeah. <laughs> can have a huge impact. That's right. And I think that I, I really like what you just said because the place we want to come from here is that we can operate in this world and we can do mm. things and you know like is if we have the tools to mm-hmm. to support us you know we don't have to be locked in our houses and and no. not go anywhere like you know what i mean like there are times yeah. where i thrive when i'm around people it's yeah. you know i definitely have those times and i'm leaning more into that and it's just the right people and it's I just was just going to say uh-huh. that you, you you really you read my mind there because i was like it's yeah. the right people that make a difference because we can tend to yeah, attract people who want to drain, drain our energy, energy vampires, because they can feel our energy. Because we are also like as empaths, from what I've come to know, is that we are receivers and also emitters of energy. 
And so we have the capability of being able to transmute feelings. That's why we've been built this way to be then be able to transmute the feelings that are coming in. And then we can actually transmute that and put that out. So we get to choose what we what we want to emit out to other people mm. because I remember a reference point for me was when I was a child or when I was like, yeah, a child, my dad would always comment on how moody I was and how angry I looked, like just in my oh, face. Same. In I my got demeanor. that too. <laughs> and you know how much it, affa- it affected him so much that he had to tell me to stop stop being angry yeah because how I was being and probably I wasn't I wasn't actually maybe I was feeling his stuff (laughs) (laughs) and just reflecting it back to him um but you know we have that capability of being able to emit that energy and make someone else feel that as well because it's yeah. very strong within us it's not That's all, a gift it's not all it's doom a gift and, <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> not no. all doom and gloom <laughs> it's not all doom and gloom but that's just one of the things but yeah it's a reference point you know mm. how did you find out you're an empath oh my god I only found I found out quite late in life so I started like my spiritual journey when I was 29 And through my own kind of research, and I also connected with a woman at my work who was um, a lot older than me. And she really, yeah, she really helped me hone in my gifts, like in terms of being able to sense and read and, you know, with spirits and stuff like that, you know, that's (laughs) another episode. Another another podcast. um, (laughs) um, But it's like, she really kind of supported me in that way. Like she was like paying it forward for herself because she was alone in the process um, when she kind of like discovered that she had these abilities, you know. So for me, it was like a culmination of being in connection with her and having conversations, but then also finding out for myself Mm -hmm. um, when I would ask Google questions. Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) It's like Google always comes like with Google delivers (laughs) delivers all the time. So I would, I would read these things and go, Oh my God. Wow. And then just through my journey, I would actually have, um, experiences where I could then validate the information I was reading because sometimes we can read things and go, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Or because some of the things that I have read and only now, if I look back at it at the time, I was like, oh, I don't know if that's true for me, you know, (laughs) but then I look back at it now and go, yeah, that's fucking true. Like you were just in denial, like, or you didn't understand um, what was happening. But I think, yeah, because I feel like I spent so much time looking outside of me that I needed that validation or that confirmation that the information I was reading was true. So I tried it on. And then once I tried it on, I was like, oh my God, this is actually true, like for me. (laughs) I think like having you in my life as well really validated a lot for me. And it was Mm. like having a buddy. (laughs) Yes. You know? <laughs> well, because you're so alone. Like, I, yeah. I like you as a child, like everything you expressed um, in your own experience was exactly mine. And I, I went to, I didn't even know that I had anxiety or depression yeah, um, as a kid. 
and I would isolate myself in my room. And and that's something that empaths do because they need time away from others to, to regenerate. Recharge. Yeah. And to really come back to themselves and they sleep a lot. And like, you know, there's, there's a lot that a empath needs to do to be able to feel themselves. And sometimes they go on like me, I didn't feel myself until I started going inward Mm. um, and looking and, you know, exploring and discovering. But yeah, I was suicidal when I was 14. You know, like I had these thoughts of like, there's something majorly freaking wrong with me. Yeah. It didn't make sense that I would be suicidal. Oh, me too. Me too. I just, I was just like, I don't understand how this is coming up for me. But I want to say that empathy saved my life. Oh, because when I would have these ideations of, you know, not being here anymore because it was so hard and so intense and so challenging and it was such a struggle just to to hide behind a smile every day, I remember like going through the motions and I I, I went to my my kitchen drawer and grabbed out a knife and I was like had every intention of like slitting my wrists right Mm. and then I imagined my mom and my dad finding me and I was like I can't do that to them I could feel their pain I felt every emotion and every pain within my body and I was like I can't do that like and that empathy saved my life Yeah, that's so powerful though. It's so powerful, but I didn't know that at the time, right? I didn't, I didn't know. And I just, I just, from that, that was a point actually, that was a really pivotal point for me because once I kind of like went, okay, well, I'm not leaving. There's something I'm here to do. And I knew from that age that I was here to support people um, through my own experiences. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to help people who are just like me. Me too. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And look where we are. Like this is yeah. where we find ourselves. And so even from that early on, like in life, I think empaths know that they have a purpose and they have something they're here to do. Yeah. And it just needs to unfold, I guess. Yeah, because there's life experiences that will always guide you. And I think like at this point, it's only been in the last like maybe two or three months that I realised that my work is with empaths. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so obvious though, like this is the thing, like I'm surrounded by empaths and it's so good when you are connected with another empath, they just get you. Just get you. They so get you. It's like you're not misunderstood. You don't have to explain. (laughs) When you've had your quota of like, okay, I need to go now. Yes. (laughs) They get it. They get it. And they don't get offended. Exactly. Exactly. But it's funny because like, you know, the extremes are so extreme. Like the lows are so extreme and the highs are really extreme. So there is that, um, I don't know what the word is, but just the contrast of that is just. The polarity. Yeah, the polarity. I'm crazy. Like I should be in a mental institution. (laughs) Like that's how I felt. I felt so crazy. Earlier on, that's what, when you're like not able to hone in and like ground and go, okay, is this mine? 
like and then work from that space um but I just like you know I remember just going out and um really just needing to go home all the time Mm. um and just even now like in group environments depending on who it is I'm that's my I always have to have like a strategy to leave yeah (laughs) what's my exit strategy yeah (laughs) yeah that was one of the questions it was like do you drive in your own car so you can leave and I was like yeah all the time I have control I have control to like (laughs) of my yeah but when I spend time with you one-on-one you know and other empaths when I've had you know we forget what time it is I'm in a time warp and like I feel so filled up. up and that's just like oh oh my god like I've never experienced these type of relationships and it's mm. just so beautiful they're they're so full they're so there's yeah that level of understanding where you don't yeah. have to hide and yeah and you don't have to pretend that you're not okay like yeah. it's like and I think that was the hardest thing that like I felt like I had to always be happy yeah same and you know what they say, it's like the people who look the happiest often have the the deepest kind of, you know, wounds stuff, yeah. and, and stuff, you know. So it, it it's, yeah, and to, it's there's freedom in being able to express yourself in a way that is not um, going to be taken out the of The wrong context. way. Yeah. yeah. Like I have so yeah. many friends where, you know, like, they like to talk on the phone a lot and like Mm -hmm. if it's just not a good day like I'll text them and provide Mm -hmm. that support via text and they understand that you know like Mm -hmm. they don't take it the wrong way and I'm still there for you um but I'm also within my the realm of what I can provide so yeah and it's getting really um honest with yourself isn't it like because I think as an empath you want to give so much there's so much inside because you have that empathy and that compassion and you understand people on a level that you know people who yeah they don't understand you know you can get you experience their life as if you've lived it yeah and so that's where that empathy and compassion can come from and then you want to help um because you never want anyone to feel pain because you know what it feels feels like (laughs) yeah um oh my god yes so that's how we found out (laughs) yeah long story short long story short (laughs) but I just remember um you had asked me one day like oh like do you feel when um other people do you feel physical symptoms Mm, (laughs) and I was like no yes (laughs) yes, because this is a thing too like because this goes beyond just having empathy for somebody this is literally something that happens on a physical, mental, emotional level. And some empaths can be aware of it and some empaths aren't aware of it because it's like the more that you go deeper within yourself, I think that's when you start to see. Yeah, you feel whoa, more. You feel you everything. Feel more because you're you're removing all the things that Stuff. aren't you, right? So, um, and you're getting to the true essence of you. But you can like, so there's emotional empaths who feel the emotions of others. And then there's empaths who actually feel physical symptoms of other people and they can have both as well. Yeah. We were on the way to the break room. Mm. It's a place where you can break things. (laughs) (laughs) Because also as empaths, we do struggle to express anger. <clears throat> yeah, it's right. usually just bottled. It's bottled and it up. And it sits, the emotion sits. 
Yeah, because yeah. a lot of us empaths in are the scared body. to feel, yeah. right? Because it's in your body and we have a hard time expressing ourselves because we weren't allowed to. And so, yeah, we decided we wanted to go and experience the break room because we both had a lot of anger we wanted to let go of. <laughs> but we were on the way to there and I remember... Because was I feeling something? You had like neck pain. I had some, yeah, and I said, yeah. is that yours? <laughs> Because it kind of came out of nowhere, and this is this is a this is one of the things that is a really telltale sign is that if something just comes out of nowhere where there's no physical kind of like reference point that that should occur, yeah, like as a result of whatever you're doing. So it wasn't like I was doing anything massively with my neck or whatever, but I just felt all this pain in my neck. And I knew I was a physical empath as well because of the work that I do, because I connect with clients and I feel everything. So I asked you that and and you were like, yeah, my neck is, is sore. And then I said, do you feel it? Like, do you feel anything? And then you were like, nah, nah, I don't <laughs> I feel so, any of that. I was that. so adamant. I was so, you were so adamant. adamant. And then you said something to me and I can't remember. Do you remember what it was? Nah. No, you said, no, no, you named a feeling you were feeling or like yeah. a sensation you were feeling. And then I said, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I go, know. you're a physical empath. <laughs> yeah, and I think like that's the thing I didn't know because I hadn't gone that deep and, and I hadn't felt it before. And, no. I, and I was obviously like I think discovering you, myself and yeah I think you yeah. were not aware yeah, of it that's the that's the right terminology because, the awareness yeah yeah I don't think you were aware and I just kind of drew attention to it yeah um because I could name the energy and this is the best thing when you're around empaths <laughs> who know what they're feeling and they name what they're feeling yeah. then you you're like oh that's not mine it's <laughs> okay need to take it on. it's okay yeah it's so good but um I wanted to lead into another story of like when you and I went out it was for your birthday and we <laughs> we went and we did this Picasso Picasso and wine um thing where you do like you do painting and you drink wine but because we're so sensitive we don't drink yeah um, and we got there and everyone was drinking wine <laughs> and I'm like, hey, do you feel tipsy? <laughs> and we had our fake wine. We had <laughs> our, yeah, we had our non-alcoholic non wine. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm drunk. Like, I know we both felt so drunk and all of the symptoms of being drunk being without drunk. actually drinking. And and sometimes that's such a good thing because we don't actually have yeah, to it was, drink. It was fun. Um, and like, have you felt those reference points like throughout your life where you go yeah. out with people and you're like, because I, I feel like I've had that as well where like people are like, you haven't hardly drunk and you're already off your face. Like, and it's like, well, yeah. I'm in a party with so many people who are absolutely drunk I'm feeling everybody else's I I'm usually like I typically cannot really drink a lot like I'll be me drunk too. off one glass and uh, everyone always yeah, yeah same like <laughs> I'll done. be on the floor and everyone <laughs> met, would make fun of me, me and too. um yeah and I'm like I don't know it's my I'm small I don't know yeah. <laughs> and then so am I and, but like I remember being younger and going clubbing and being like I feel off my face. Like yes. this is really, really, really strange. Like 
and because you're in a club and everyone's drunk and then there's the and everyone else's energy and the lighting yeah. and all of that and um I never understood and I just thought it was see that's a me. physical that I know now yeah, I know like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like no I'm not a physical empath I'm not a physical empath at all <laughs> um but remember when we went to the break room yes we are so silly we um you know, we didn't realize till days later that we mm-hmm. should have like done a clearing because yeah. we went into this space where everybody was releasing their anger and was yes. really, you know, it was very intense. Like I remember just the heat in those rooms were it was so hot. It was so yeah. hot, like crazy. And then mm. we were feeling really what, like off the la- the, well, the, the next, next was that day. Right? I, rem- I remember saying to you, "Hey, do you feel really tired?" Yeah. Because it was because that's that that's another telltale sign. It's like when you've spent time like with energies or people, oh, yeah, or in environments, and you get home out of that energy, and then you just feel so drained. drained. And I felt like I had to sleep like. For two days, I was like, I had to rest because I was so drained. And then I think we realized that we actually didn't, um, you know, clear our energy before coming home. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things oh. with empaths to understand is that because we are so open, because that's how we connect with people, we are so open, we have energetic cords that attach to people, to environments, to things. And one of the things that is really like I feel is like a survival. Like it has to be in the survival case for empaths. Yeah. (laughs) Is clearing energies. So like, you know, whether it's cut cutting cords, whether it is, you know, just imagining like, you know, that energy leaving your space, because we can take that home with us clearing like massively the, yeah clearing of the energy has changed my whole life and, <laughs> I, and I only started doing it a year ago I think yeah when you told me to start doing it and um, yeah. probably not even a year ago but now I'm like wow I can feel myself you know yes. at, and at, especially at night um you know at night usually you feel a bit you don't feel it as intense because everyone's yeah. asleep and you're just feeling yourself Exactly. But yeah, the clearings have just, are so, so vital for empaths. Especially that cord stuff, because I remember you saying to me one time, you know, sometimes cords can stick for months. And if you haven't. Oh, they'll, they'll be there forever. Forever. Yeah. Like forever and ever. And if you haven't like, you know, envisioned cutting those cords with people, like they're going to stay, they're stuck. Yeah, and if you imagine it as a physical cord, right, so anything yeah. that they're feeling, emotions, things that they're going through goes energetically. And, like, I, an example of this is, like, my mum. She lives in New South Wales. I'm in Victoria in Australia, and so it's a different state. And, like, I could wake up and have neck pain and then, you know, the, the thought would be, oh, I slept wrong, yeah. right? And so I would kind of sit with it and then it would kind of just stay there all day and then I'd be like, let me just check with mum. And then I would check with her and go, hey, mum, like, have you had a sore neck and is it here? And then she'd be like, yes, I've, I had it today. I woke up with it this morning and I'm like, oh, my oh. gosh. Like, and as soon as I could cut those cords of connection... 
Because every time you think of somebody, yes. you're already connecting. You read my every mind. Every time, yeah, every time. And it's like with social media, like oh. that's a whole other topic. But looking at someone's picture, you're connected to their energy. When you click on something, when you read something, you know, you're already opening up yourself and connecting to the energy and the source of that thing you know mm-hmm. so it's really being mindful of how energy works as well and we're definitely going to dive deeper into that but definitely things that empaths need to understand to be able to you know navigate this world because this world really if if I'm being completely honest is not made for empaths it's actually really freaking traumatic yeah really like especially with all the the systems and the ways of being that is the norm in society it's a really really traumatic place for empaths it's not made for us so (laughs) it's really not and even just like you know the social media platforms like Mm -hmm. they're so overwhelming they're so in your face they're made like that because they want you to you know they're they're a business and that's how they they rope you in like because they know how the human you know functions but exactly you know for empaths it's just so so much and I think empaths can feel it right Mm -hmm. but I think this is why with um the shadow aspect of an empath we can then go into addictive behaviors to avoid feeling yeah and that can be like, you know, addicted to social media, addicted yeah. to food. You know, I overeat all the time. Yeah, when I'm like stressed. And when I'm stressed. Yeah, I do as well. So that's also like that's a way of protecting. So there's a lot of like protective mechanisms that empaths employ to protect themselves from having to feel the brunt or the intensity of the energies that they're connecting to. And Yeah, obviously we can talk about that in another episode, but I just feel like, yeah, the clearing thing is really like it's been a game changer for me as well. And it strengthens my ability to be in this world because I know who I am. Like, and I think knowing who you are is so important and, you know, understanding how you operate so you can work with yourself and empower yourself instead of being a, a victim to everything else that is happening to mm. you. Because then you want to just run and hunt. There are days, like, I don't get me wrong, I haven't got this down pat. Oh, same. And nor do I want to because then we're missing the experience of life. But it's like, it's really about like having that compassion and empathy for your own self. It's like directing all that empathy that you're giving to others and bringing it back to yourself and giving yourself the gift of who you are because to others and like a lot of empaths will will have had people just tell them about their problems like uh, out of nowhere. All the you know, time. Like, just like going really deep because <laughs> they know on, on, on a very subconscious level they feel your energy is open and that you'd be non-judgmental, that you would be like empathetic to their situation, that you're somebody they can trust and that you can, yeah, just hold space for them. And so you'd have people just consistently coming to you. That happened to me so much in my life. I know, me too. It still does happen. And like, I love it. I love being able to help. And, you know, it's so rewarding to contribute 
to somebody's life. Yes. And then I think it's just important to know the differences and we'll obviously go into that on. Yes. <laughs> There's so much. Like as we unpack this, we're really starting to see like the depth of the like depth. how much there is to discuss and just bring in like our own personal experiences and, you know, what we see and what we feel and, yeah, but it, there's just so much around this that I'm like, I'm getting excited by it. And yeah, I'm just really excited to be able to delve deeper into all of these things. Me too. It's yeah, it's really exciting <laughs> to put words to it, you know, like, cause I just like, we, we just feel so much. And sometimes I struggle to articulate what I'm that's going another through. Thing. Yeah. I think that's another thing. And I was exactly the same. And I think we, we start to, as we learn our own language and we learn how to express ourselves. And I think this is where the creativity comes into play, right? Because mm. I think you have a way of being able to express yourself through music mm. and through songs Um, And I'm the same and just I think we can channel that into, yeah, into those projects to be able to convey a feeling or to convey what's happening internally. And I know as a child, like I think I was, I, I danced and so I was in dancing like from the age of like three up until I was about 16 or 15, 16 And if I didn't have dance, that was my outlet, Mm. like, for me because I could not for the life of me speak to or name what I was feeling because everything was just everywhere. And so I think having an outlet to be able to have a space for all of that to go to and channel through, it's – and that's like the – the epitome of an artist, right? Mm-hmm. Like what we hear is like turning pain into art, you uh, know? 100%. And like same for me, like music and singing like saved me mm. because that's how I channel and like release my feelings. And sometimes I don't know what I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but it comes through in that way, you know, in that expression. And mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes I don't know what I'm singing about. But when I... <laughs> When I look, when I listen back, I'm like, oh, wow, like that is true for me. Like it's almost like my soul like made it come through, you know. So and that's that energy language you're talking about or the the language and the so it definitely comes through. But I just, yeah, I feel that immensely. I think I wanted to say when you were talking about the language, right, because empaths don't speak in words. They speak energy. That's their language. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you say, it's the energy you are embodying and projecting out into the world. That's what people are going to understand. So it doesn't really matter what you say. (laughs) (laughs) Just say nothing. (laughs) Say nothing. Just be. Just Just be. be. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Because like when I think about my music, my deep down intention is like to support because like and the doubt for me throughout my life was so massive that that's why I'm so passionate about and I still come up against this you know on the daily and I've you know it's an it's a learning that will be forever but um that doubt is so that I want to support others and I feel that because of my experience it's kind of led me here you know 
being an artist to then channel that to other artists and without me saying it I've attracted people that experience that without even knowing you know like and that's the thing I haven't gone out and sent this broadcast and said come to me like well maybe you have maybe (laughs) maybe energetically yeah and it's like (laughs) it's just crazy isn't it and even just thinking about that now it's like how does that stuff happen like I haven't, yeah, as I said, gone out and looked for people. Like people have just found me and gone, wow, yes. like you really helped me with your music and like it's really healing. And I'm like, well, thank you. Like, thank you. Like that was my intention, you know, Yeah. without having to like market that per se. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, yeah. It's important. It's amazing. So, and, and this is some of the gifts, right, of like yeah. being an empath and, you know, how we can actually use it as our superpower. Because I think it's made your life, my life so much easier. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Like I, as I said, I wouldn't be here as a creative, as a singer, as an artist Mm -hmm. without, without my gift as an empath, because I wouldn't be able to make music. Amen. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to make music that is true to me and therefore, you know, um, resonates. Resonates. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, like, and that's the thing with empaths, they they will find each other because yeah. they feel the energy, yeah. right? It's like we're magnets to each other. Whatever energy, you know, that we're in, we attract that. Like we attract that energy. And so sometimes that can mean really difficult <laughs> dynamics in relationships as well. And But it, it also means attracting when you're in alignment with yourself, you know, friendships and you know soul connections that go deeper Mm. than just surface level and I think that's what empaths really crave right is like that connection that connection the full connection yeah that's just that nourishment and like yeah, it's funny because like my friend that just found out she's an empath, like we've been friends for like 10 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and like she just discovered it and it's just it's just really interesting that we knew we knew each other for so long and we yeah. had this deep bond that didn't know why. But do you, do you, did you feel it though that you knew that she was? Um, I actually didn't, strangely. Yeah. Only like a little bit. But because like um, she was, you know, a person that I can say was maybe scared of the gift. And so, mm. yeah, I tried not to, I guess, feel it. And But then it'd come, a lot of her stuff would come through her dreams. And so mm. she wasn't actively feeling, yes. if that makes sense. Um, yes. And so, yeah, it's just crazy how, well, now we have this whole different relationship. Mm-hmm. without How us beautiful. knowing yeah without us knowing we were attracting each other yeah you know yeah um but yeah it's just so interesting I did want to touch on the um having to spend time alone yes um because I know um I hope you're comfortable talking about like your kids are empaths yeah absolutely and so what like how does your household operate huh. <laughs> we spend a lot of time apart <laughs> No, no, no. We, I mean, there's definitely points of connection, but like I am, because I understand myself so much more, I understand that my children need time to themselves and I don't take it personally when they don't feel like they're in the mood to be in connection with people because it's so overwhelming. Like I get it. And I think it makes me 
you know, more compassionate towards that. Like, obviously, sometimes there's times where I'm like, you should be out here or you should be doing <laughs> this and da da da. And that's just like, for me, I'm really committed to doing things differently. And because of the knowledge that I have, there's so much more available to me in the sense of like, um, knowing what I needed. So it's like, I get this chance to kind of give the kids what I needed as a child, child. you know, because like, I, I just wanted my parents there emotionally for me Mm. because they had no idea that I was going, because they had their own stuff that they were going through. So, Mm. and obviously I was feeling all of it, (laughs) but I didn't have any reference point or like a space to even talk through what I was feeling and even if I didn't know just someone to be there I think yeah and just listen without any sort of like judgment about like what what I'm feeling and I try really hard to be that for my children and sometimes they don't know what they're feeling but it's through my example of the way that I speak to them and the way that I carry myself and express myself because I used to not cry in front of them yeah at all like as as a mum like I would try to hide that and that's how my mum was like my mum would hide all her emotions but when I was around her I could just feel how stressed she was I could feel her isolating herself from us and then that feeling of like oh she's there but she's not there you know Mm. um and that emotional kind of feeling of neglect really and so I know that I did that for maybe the first half of their lives where I was in a relationship that wasn't serving me, wasn't happy, I lost myself and I was so distracted because I didn't want to feel and so I wasn't there emotionally for my kids and um, I would hide my pain, you know, but I really see that for me to like, you know, want my children to understand that feeling is not bad Mm. like feeling is not wrong feeling is just a way we can allow that energy to move through us without making us think that we're bad because most of the time we associate our feelings like bad feelings um we associate them with actually being bad and then we think we're bad people and that emotion that you know you've we've spoke about this before emotions are there and they're meant yeah. to move through they're you. meant to move through you that's the that's why having that channel of expression is so important so that it does move through you've got a flow that just comes and goes comes and goes and so yeah i you know i think learning this about myself has given me more tools to kind of create an environment for the kids to really, you know, go through that process. And obviously they have their own journey and it's not something like I want to control. I want them to naturally unfold, but at least they know that I am there. So Mm. when they are feeling really intense feelings, I can support them in the way that I wished I was supported. I love that. And I think the emotional support is what we really need (laughs) the most. 100%. 100%, Like that's the key thing that I feel I didn't receive earlier on. And so it was just so hard. Do you feel like is it it more just like 
just someone being there and listening. Yeah, or, and just like, the validation of like your feelings. Your feelings. Yeah, that's yes. and that's to me now still so important. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, just being seen and being heard is enough. It is because yeah. nothing needs to be done, right? No. It's like it's like when someone can just validate and go, you know, like like just validate your feelings instead of going because I think. I don't know about you, but for me, the response from others would be like, why are you feeling like that? You shouldn't feel like that. Or, you know, that's a bit silly to be feeling like that way. Or, you know, like it's, it's so devalidating, like feelings are feelings and they're, you know, and that's where I get the practice with my kids, right? Mm. It's like, I get to practice. And for me, it's like, I can then direct that to me. I'm learning so much from being able to do that with my kids and to be able to do it with myself. Because I think also the thing with empaths is because we look external, Mm. we want someone outside of us to validate us, but we actually need to validate our own feelings first before that Yep. can be a thing because no matter how much someone validates you, if you don't validate yourself, you're never going to feel like mm. you're, you're allowed. Okay, yeah. okay with your feelings. <laughs> yeah. And that's such a, it's such a great point. And I think earlier on in life, we don't realize that we need to, yeah, look within. And I, and I think it's, you know, maybe for a lot of people that that self-reflection comes later in life yeah. and it's so important. Um, but just, I guess for children in particular, I think it's so important that they're seen and just listened to. And and at the same time, you know, they obviously need their own space at the same time and not Mm -hmm. taking things personal is so important. And and I remember taking big things. Yeah, (laughs) I remember taking things so personal, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, for for a long time. And um, now I just don't do that as much because I'm like, it's not about me. Yeah. You know, everything is kind of directed back to you so yeah it's a big learning it's a huge learning curve like because I think like with with empaths they can then become very reactive yes uh to everything because they are so reactive to the environment to the energies and so an energy comes in or you feel something there's a response that needs to happen or re-reactivity and without thinking we we go into whatever it is that we go into and so it's like learning to kind of like take a step back. <laughs> Have a breather. Take a breath. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> um, silly, but it's true. It is. It's mm. so true. And that helps me so much, like um, yep. especially with the kids. <laughs> oh, even just like I don't have kids yet, but everyday situations, like, you know, yeah. when someone's triggering you, just yeah. taking that, okay, I'm not going to, I'm just going to leave that for now. And then like sitting on it and maybe if I have to, you know, I don't, there's no timeline to what I have to respond to, to things mm. and just mm-hmm. getting myself together and then going and, and responding and over that reactivity, which I used to do a lot earlier yeah, on yeah, and it didn't, too. didn't serve me well. I was highly reacting. Same. I, I, yeah. I was reacting to everything. everything. To, and it's just not really helpful. So, And it, it perpetuates mm. when you're in that reactivity, it perpetuates your chaos, doesn't oh. it? 
yeah like and it gets it's like a like, <laughs> what's that a cycle it's, it's like a yeah and you're like it gets bigger and it gets bigger yeah. and you're like, like a cyclone yeah it's a cyclone and then you're like holy shit what the, what I'm, a, in the cyclone. I'm in a cyclone i, I should be in the psych ward <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so funny yeah yeah i just yeah i love that i think there's just a lot that you know if you have the tools and getting to know yourself, it's just, it, it helps a lot. And then mm. honing in on that. So you can channel it in, into that superpower and doing the things you, you know, you're supposed to do in your life. Cause everyone's here mm. for a purpose. And it doesn't mean that you have to be singing or drawing, or it doesn't mm. have to be this massive thing, but everybody has a role. And, you know, yes. I think getting to that getting working through all the stuff that may or may not be yours and feeling yourself it's just so much easier to then work out because everyone wants to be happy everyone wants to know what's my purpose here in life Mm. especially empaths I feel like a lot of them are so compassionate they want to give and they're like oh how can I give you know how can I help the world because I think I think it's like um there's something that I've noticed in working with clients that are empaths because all of them are. <laughs> <laughs> There's something inside of them that calls them yep. into service, that calls them into doing something that is going to be the greater good. And I think this is why I see that we aren't made for this world because we're not meant to fit into this template. Mm. Like we are here to birth a whole different way of being. Yeah. Which includes compassion and empathy. Yeah. And I, I feel like this is why we feel so different because a lot of empaths feel that like I don't fit in, mm. you know, and then they try so hard to, like I know I did, tried so hard to, to be like everybody else and now I'm just discovering like it's okay to be different, you know. And I actually I actually celebrate that in people more, yep. you know, who have their own unique quirks and because that's me, I've got my own unique quirks. And um, I think we are here to create a more inclusive humanity because I feel like Mm. we've just strayed so far from what we know as empaths it could be. Like the possibility of what it could be because we know it in our heart, we carry it in our heart, it's because it's inside of us. We were born this way because we're here to create a new way of being. Yeah. I I, I just second that so much yeah <laughs> especially yeah. now in the world you know there's a lot that's yeah. happened and um, there is. I know for myself in the last year like 2020 for me was equally very difficult but very rewarding at the same oh, time massively. because mm-hmm. I got to sit with my stuff sort mm-hmm. my deeper issues you know at the time and um work out wh- what I was meant to be doing here and I that's I feel why I I guess um had a lot more traction quicker in that year um, because I was able to do that. I wasn't being distracted because, you know, lockdown (laughs) was as awful as it was. It was kind of helped me a lot. Um, Yeah. You know, I'm not massively. massively, And I know that a lot of empaths came online or realized that they were last year because they. (laughs) Well, because they didn't have distractions. That's right. They had to feel 
Yeah. And, and, yeah, and I can second that because I've connected with a lot of them, you yeah. know, throughout the pandemic through readings and things like that. And I can definitely say that all of them that I've connected to have had huge like massive shifts in their lives yeah. because they've had to sit with themselves. They've got no choice. To, there's no <laughs> choice. You can't run away from yourself when you're in lockdown. Yeah, and it's just like it really taught me to be like, okay, like this is how I want to operate moving forward and yeah. and I don't have to say yes to something if I don't want to do it and, mm-hmm. and things that drain me, like I don't have to do those things and giving myself that permission was massive and yes. setting the boundaries, um, boundaries have been yep. massive. <laughs> Again, this podcast is for, you know, creative empaths and we really wanted to shine light on you know, our own experiences and how it's, how uncovering this step-by-step has led us to where we are today. And Mm. it can be very empowering um, as much as, you know, people say it's a blessing and a curse. Yes, it is. But the blessings are so, so fulfilling when you are um, able to push through and learn about, you know, how, how your gift can support you. And I think that's why we're both so passionate about this because we need, we need you guys now. We need, we need, we need, we need the creative. We need them right now more than ever. Especially with what is happening in the world right now. It's the, the dreamers, yeah. you know, the ones that envision a world that, is not like the one that we're living in. And these things can become reality through our creativity. It's that innovation to create something totally different. Like someone who is a scientist can be creative. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just everywhere. It's not just limited to, you know, it's just how you express yourself in the world. I think that's part of creativity, right? It's yeah. just, you know, everyone has a different expression and how that comes out. But it's it's actually in the card that I drew today. It's Meraki. I think it's Meraki, but it's the essence of your soul that is in the creations that you leave behind, which is like a legacy. Yes. (laughs) You know, and it influences our future generations. Like, I just feel like the time is now for the creatives to step up and create a world that we all want to live in. The experience that I've had in terms of opening myself up to the gifts of being an empath and how it has supported me in being able to create in a way that is not like what's being taught to me in this society. And I'm still unraveling from that kind of programming of like having to force creation where this is such a organic process and there's a beauty to that process. And a lot of the times I see creatives getting stuck in the end result, like being too attached to like how it's got to be, what it's got to look like, that they miss the whole point of the process and the joy and the unfoldment and the magic inside of the process you know, inside of that unfolding. And I really want to spark that joy (laughs) of just being because it's a beingness. It's not a when we're looking at, you know, the end product or the end um, result of what we're trying to create. We lose the essence of, you know, that inspiration of why it got us to move in the first place and those passions. I really want to ignite people's passions 
I think I had a lot of passions as well. And it's like to be able to experience myself in being able to bring them to life, like, whoa, there's no better feeling than that. And I think that's what I, I really wanted to highlight to lead into, I guess, the next yeah. the next um, episode where we go a little bit deeper. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's that not looking outside yourself because all the yeah. answers are, we, are within and when, oh, we work through, when we work through all the stuff that we face as empaths, you get to the... Mm-hmm the gold you get <laughs> you to say, the magic and the, the magic. treasure the yeah. diamond, diamond the pearl yeah i love it <laughs> well until next time until next time 